0: Good morning, Saudi Arabia, and welcome to Behind the Lights. Me, Seb. And me, Jono. As always, we pay respect to the traditional custodians of the land we are coming from, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We'll join another busy sporting weekend. We'll start with football. Match week 22 in the English Premier League uh, delivered some significant results at both ends of the table, as big spending Chelsea could only draw nil-nil with Fulham, while Everton upset Arsenal 1-0 in Sean Dyche's first game in charge. Uh, at Everton while Manchester United defeated Crystal Palace 2-1 and Wolverhampton continued Liverpool's league woes with a 3-0 win over Jurgen Klopp's team while Tottenham defeated Manchester City 1-0 as Harry Kane became Spurs all-time leading goal with 267 goals passing Jimmy Greaves record of 266 so John and Manchester City unable to take advantage of Arsenal's slip-up
1: Yeah, definitely. Or you could be looking at it as well in the opposite direction is that Arsenal weren't able to take advantage of a poor weekend for Man City as well. Um, I think that this potentially could be that weekend that they look back on if they do not win the league, that this could have been the grand opportunity. Yes, they played first, but realistically, if they would have just gotten the job done then they would have been even extra clear of Man City. But at the moment, City could not capitalize on that, so very lucky for Arsenal. Um, But great result for Tottenham on the other side as well to be able to get some points there against a
0: very tough Man City team. In some earlier news during the week as well, the League Cup final was decided. It'll be Manchester United taking on Newcastle United. Uh, Newcastle are hoping to win their first trophy since 1969, so it should be a great occasion there in the League Cup. Well, football in Spain. Atletico Madrid could only draw 1-1 against Catafé, while Mallorca upset Real Madrid 1-0, and Barcelona went eight points clear at the top after defeating Sevilla 3-0. The Milan derby headlined the fixtures in Italy, as Inter defeated Milan 1-0, while Roma defeated Empoli 2-0, and table topping Napoli beat Spezia 3 0. Unen Berlin continued their winning ways in Germany as they defeated Mainz 2 1, while Borussia Dortmund reacted 10 man Freiburg 5 1, and RB Leipzig could only draw 0 0 with FC Cologne, while Bayern Munich defeated Wolfsburg 4 2. In France, PSG defeated Toulouse 2 1, while in Scotland, Rangers beat Ross County 2 1, and Celtic defeated St. Johnson 4 1. In the Barclays Women's Premier League in England, uh, Week 13 saw Manchester City defeat Leicester City 2-0, while Manchester United drew 0-0 with Everton, and Chelsea defeated Tottenham at 3-2, while Arsenal could only draw 0-0 with West Ham, meaning Chelsea now back at the top, followed by Manchester United and Arsenal. A-League here in Australia, Week 15, and Melbourne victory. Uh, Finally notched up a win, defeating Wellington Phoenix 3-1. Melbourne City destroyed MacArthur 6-1. Sydney FC defeated Central Coast 3-2 in a topsy-turvy game here in Sydney. Adelaide defeated Brisbane 2-1. Perth and Newcastle drew 2-2, while Western Sydney defeated Western United 1-0. Meaning Melbourne City remained top, followed by Western Sydney and Central Coast, while Melbourne Victory remained bottom. The Women's A-League, Sydney FC defeated Melbourne City 3-0. Perth defeated Western United 3-1. Melbourne Victory defeated Western Sydney 3-1. Canberra defeated Newcastle 3-0, while Brisbane defeated Adelaide 1-0, meaning Western United sit top, followed by Melbourne City and Sydney FC. Cricket and the first Test match of the four Test series between India and Australia begins this Thursday, as Australia will look to win back the Border Gavaskar Trophy and win a series in India for the first time 2004-05. Should be a cracking series there, and hopefully some great cricket uh, played over in India. Well over the weekend the Big Bash League final uh, was decided. The Perth Scorchers defended the Brisbane Heat by five wickets. Brisbane making seven for 175. Perth chasing it down, making five for 178. Perth batsman and Captain Ashton Turner won play of the match for his 53. Rugby in the Six Nations uh, kicked off over the weekend in Europe, and round one saw Ireland defeat Wales 34-10. Scotland defeated England 29-23 at Twickenham, while France defeated Italy 29-24. Basketball Jono and NBA some huge stories coming out none bigger than Kyrie Irving being traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks What did you make of this trade?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, i mean we knew all the problems that were happening in Brooklyn But it looked like that, you know kind of looking at the season last couple weeks You thought that everything was in line. They were looking sharp. They were looking good the potential to be that top seed maybe in the east they overtook Boston but then all of a sudden, this came out of nowhere for me, realistically. Yeah, we knew both Durant and Irving. You know, we're a little bit unhappy there. But big, big trade for him going to Dallas now. He's going to be teaming up with Luka Doncic. And then also Spencer Dinwiddie as well, moving over to the Nets too. So it's going to be very, very interesting because I don't see him being a player that necessarily suits Dallas. Um, I think, you know, both him and Luka are ball handlers in that sense. So it's going to be very interesting as to who takes more of the laid back shooting role Kyrie a great shooter so maybe that now becomes him and then of course when Luca is off the court you have that that great a ball handler as well in terms of Kyrie Irving so very big shock trade um, and will
0: be very interesting to see which team really prospers from this Yeah, some huge news and some uh, big stories on the court as well, Jono. We saw five players ejected from the Orlando Magic and Minnesota Timberwolves game after a brawl broke out. While LeBron James is now just 36 points off being the all-time leading scorer in the NBA history. And Boston can to sit top of the East and Denver sitting top of the West.
1: Yeah, some madness on the courts as you pointed out, in particular in that brawl um it got a little bit chippy there and also earlier in the week as well there's another incident as well between donovan mitchell um as well in terms of getting chippy on the court so it seems like everything's all the frustrations are coming out ahead of the all-star break and then in terms of lebron Um, It's going to be fantastic to see him clearly break that record this season But just unfortunately just is not going his way for the Lakers right now I mean he even put out a tweet as well just quoting is it him? Is he the problem now at this point as well as to why they can't succeed? So I'm sure he would have loved to team up again with Kyrie Irving as well kind of because we knew their successes but um, Yeah, very unfortunate for LeBron As, as good of an individual record he's about to break He needs to be able to turn around that Lakers team quickly
0: in the NBL here in Australia, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers defeated the Illawarra Hawks 83 to 63. New Zealand Breakers defeated the Brisbane Bullets 80 to 75. Melbourne United defeated Adelaide 36 116 to 107, while the Perth Wildcats upset the Sydney Kings 96 to 84 to secure their final uh, finals berth, the 6th spot in the league so now the finals teams are sorted Sydney Kings, New Zealand Breakers Cairns Taipans, Tasmania Jack Jumpers, SEM Phoenix and the Perth Wildcats, so it should be an amazing final series there Jono, NFL, we have the Pro Bowl today and obviously all in preparation for the Super Bowl next week, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs a week out Jono, how are you seeing the Super Bowl and, and who was your favourite at this stage?
1: Yeah, look. I mean, it's been pretty uh, quiet in terms of a Super Bowl lead-up. I feel like sometimes you kind of get some big headlines or stories or even injury concerns. Yes, we know Patrick Mahomes has had a little bit, of, uh, had had a lot of knocks there in that last game, but there hasn't been much talk about you know whether you know what what that status is. I'm assuming no no talk essentially means that he's clearly going to be going ahead. Otherwise, it would be major stories about if he was going to be sidelined. Um, but again, as well, I think. Realistically, I'm looking at the Eagles as a slight edge because there is a banged up Mahomes. Whether he is, you know, going to be out there, he's clearly not going to be full 100%. So I give them the slight edge as well as just overall, they've just been playing some fantastic football as well. So I'll give them the slight edge. But yeah, it was an interesting Pro Bowl today. Of course, a lot for just all good fun. Now the Pro Bowls is not, you know the most serious of events it's a lot for fun but yes all in the build-up and um, yeah the Super Bowl being hosted in Phoenix Arizona so where my family is currently living as well so there's a lot going on there but I think nonetheless it's going to be a great game and it's um, two quarterbacks will be duking it out and it's going to be you know who's going to be uh, best form going into that fourth quarter.
0: It's certainly always a great week in the lead-up to Super Bowl, and and if we go by the odds, it's going to be a very tight one. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are slight favourites at this stage, uh, but nothing to pick between those two teams. As we know, Jono, uh, the FIFA Women's World Cup is fast approaching. Australia and New Zealand uh, shared host uh, later this year, which should be a fantastic uh, showcase of women's football and, and global football and how it's grown. But, Jono... I guess a concerning headline over the last week has has sort of come out and concerning Saudi Arabia um, and its possible sponsorship of the FIFA Women's World Cup uh, later this year. Reports have suggested that Visit Saudi, which is the official Saudi Arabian tourism authority, uh, set to be announced as an official tournament sponsor after reaching an agreement with FIFA. Uh, Both Football Australia and Football New Zealand uh, were not consulted about this and obviously have gone back to ask fever for clarification on why this decision was made. John. before we go into a bit more detail around Saudi Arabia and its growing influence within sport, especially football, what have you made of, of this headline and, and I guess the possible uh, ties that this World Cup will have with uh, Saudi tourism?
1: Yeah, look, for me, honestly, when I saw this, it really just makes no sense um, in terms of Besides the fact of clearly the dollar figures that are behind this. And look, it hasn't been disclosed as to how much essentially um, this visit Saudi really is going to be. But in all seriousness, it has nothing but dollar signs because it makes absolutely no sense. This is first off a Women's World Cup. That means so much to the host nations as well. Um, And to not consult them on something like that. Also, it seems very odd as well to have a tourism um ads and sponsors for n- nothing but the host country in that sense too and then of course the biggest issue of them all is just the clear women's rights um, issues that happen in saudi arabia the clear rights against lgbtqi plus communities um and just even just thinking about all that as well i mean it, you know you, you think about in terms of even just sports for women it, it dates back to it, as recent as 2018, when they were allowed to play sports in schools, as well as to, for women to be able to get into stadiums as well and watch sports. And now we're saying that what we're telling this demographic of women's players to go visit there in a place as well, where if you, depending on how you identify as well, um, potentially you would, are, are not accepted there by law as well. So it absolutely makes no sense. Um, and it's just, for me, it just shows FIFA again, just taking the money. And it, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly disappointed if this does go through because what do we learn from everything that happened with Qatar? What do we learn from the human rights violations there? How are we not learning from this? This just seems like another step backwards for FIFA.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned, obviously we've we've come out of a situation which we saw uh, unfold in Qatar and all the concerns around the Men's World Cup. And I guess looking forward to the Women's World Cup, it seemed to bring a bit more of a positive message in regards to where it was being hosted. But if this does go through, I think it again shows FIFA's lack of understanding when it comes to the people they're going into bed with. As you said, obviously the dollar figures um, are hugely influential in their decisions. And you're having a country or a regime in Saudi Arabia possibly sponsoring... World Cup in Australia and New Zealand, where, as you said, women's rights over there are hugely controlled um, and hugely problematic in, in a country where women face discrimination in marriage, divorce, inheritance, child custody rights, and and any females that who dare to speak out against the regime face jail time. So how can you be aligning a women's World Cup, a women's World Cup, women's football, which we've seen exponential growth in the last Few years and it's great to see uh, a women's World Cup, so such interest in it, and align it with a regime that that does that hardly acknowledges women's rights, John. It again shows FIFA's real lack um, of understanding when it comes to these issues.
1: Yeah, and look, I think another thing that FIFA didn't necessarily prepare for is I I do think that these women's players are going to step up and start saying something we will protest as well i think more so than what the men do quite honestly um, these women's players have to fought from the beginning for a lot more in terms of equal pay um, revenue shares even just getting that same recognition and everything as well um, they've had to fight for a lot and they continuously fight for things so if anything i think you know, FIFA's going to be in for an eye-opening as well when, you know, these players start protesting against them as well. I mean, we look at something as simple in the Men's World Cup of the lack of players that stepped up and wore an armband after FIFA came up with a, you know, you'd get a yellow card or something like that in a game. Well, I think quite frankly, if that would have been an issue in the women's game, the women would have wore that rainbow armband proudly as well, taken that sanction and moved on with it as well to raise more awareness. So I do think That if anything, these women's players should be stepping up against this, and most likely will. I think they have strong, strong voices in terms of the movements. And I think that we will see a bit of a movement if this does stick as a decision by FIFA.
0: And we've heard in the last few days the Australian women's team the Matildas possibly thinking of doing something in regards to speaking out against this. We saw the the men's team, the Australian men's team, uh, put that video uh, forward, uh, I, I guess, talking out against Qatar's regime before the World Cup. So... I think something like that would be a really positive step. And, and I think, as you said, you want to see the athletes involved if, if they truly believe uh, in women's rights as, as a whole, not just not just here in Australia and the Western world, but for women all over the world. I think coming together and, and, and having a voice for those that, are, that don't experience that, I guess, those uh, rights and those freedoms, I think could be a really positive thing. Jono... FIFA and its, and its growing relationship with the Middle East, especially Saudi Arabia. We've seen, obviously, the takeover, takeovers of Newcastle. Um, there's talk that Saudi Arabia are well in the mix for the 2030 World Cup, which would be the centenary. We know they've paid Lionel Messi $30 million to be the voice and the face of that campaign, which is just bizarre considering Argentina, actually, one of the countries also going for that, uh, for that World Cup in a South American bid. What have you made of the growing influence of, of the Middle East and uh, and Saudi Arabia and I guess the money that's being thrown at football, especially at football because we know of the global reach what have you made of the growing influence and how concerning is it we obviously know Cristiano Ronaldo is now playing over there and how much he's been paid, there's rumours that they're after Messi as well, what do you make of it and, and what sort of controls and sanctions do you think need to be put in before countries can just start uh, taking some of the biggest global superstars as individuals and also some of the biggest uh, events worldwide
1: yeah look i mean it it begs the question of infantino in particular and, and everybody with fifa is every time they step into a door it's like money should just be raining down on them because that's that's what it seems like and as you pointed out as well before ronaldo even stepped foot in The Saudi League as well. Messi has been paid as the ambassador. So now you have Messi and Ronaldo, the two top players of the last generation, both being sponsored by this. You have World Cups happening in these kinds of conditions. You have now a Women's World Cup potentially being sponsored by this as well. You have clubs being bought out. It's just all just run by money, money, money. And it's just really sad that we've just lost touch essentially with what the game was and what it's about. And look, yeah that's great you can have all the money that you want and everything but we're just ignoring the the harsh conditions of these countries as well the lack of systems that are put in place the lack of basic rights as well for certain individuals as well and in particular this this world cup as well that we just had in 2022 of course all the the poor working conditions the the violations against the lgbtqi plus community just the basic necessities and human rights and now we move on to this as well and as we thought that this could be the breath of fresh air you know in a place that is so accepting of of any race gender wherever you any walk of life it doesn't matter you your you know socioeconomic status you're accepted here well now it's getting overshadowed by the fact that FIFA once again somehow has made this about money this could have been the tournament that really brought that happiness back to the game. But now, nope, it, again, it's being overshadowed by money. And it just shows this constant reoccurring thing that it just comes down to, we need more. We need bigger, better, we need more. And it just, it's its sad that we've come to this, and it seems that, in particular FIFA, is just continuously down that rabbit hole. It's like they're in a constant loop and they're not able to get out at this point. I don't know what it's going to take to shake them out because I thought this was going to be the breath
0: of fresh air, and clearly it's not. And also, FIFA's decision not to uh, clarify the decision with Australia or New Zealand in terms of letting them know that this is the path that they were thinking of taking, considering they are the host. So it'll be interesting to see if FIFA do clarify their stance on it and, and why and how the decision was made. And as I said, I think, and I think as we have said before, I think the concept of having World Cups in different regions and having... All regions celebrate the World Game. I don't think that's a bad thing, but if the World Game is truly a game that accepts all and and um, is something that lends itself to to opening itself to to anyone from regardless of their walk of life, some of these key issues and some of these big human issues need to be looked at in regards to countries that are involved, such as the Middle East and and the amount of money that they're throwing at football to try and, as we've used this term before, sport wash its way yep. into, I guess, the, the common vernacular of, of football and the Western world. So it's going to be interesting, John, to see where this decision goes. I think uh, the FFA and, and New Zealand football, or Australian football and New Zealand football, I think are right in regards to demanding some answers. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if it does proceed what the players and, and, and various teams, because we do know some of the, especially female players, uh, the USA players included have been so strong and, and so at the forefront of, of demanding better conditions and working rights for women's football. So we will be interesting to see how they how they take on this next challenge and see where it goes uh, in regards to as we w- work our way up to the next or to the World Cup.
1: Yeah, it's going to be all eyes on FIFA right now because if this does stick it's going to be very interesting in terms of the language that they're using around this as to why this was and also to see how much money they were given for this as well and then what are the players reaction as i pointed out i do think that these this in particular this era of women's players right have just battled for so much and been able to achieve a lot as well for for some countries in that sense in terms of you know equal right to pay for representing national teams for winning certain tournaments and everything so now how are they going to speak up against this i do think that they are going to fight this um and rightfully so they should be as well so it's going to be very interesting to see fifa's response to all this and how we go about because as I said this was supposed to be the reset world cup for me and just showing that we're just taking a couple more
0: steps back even further back than what was of Qatar as well yeah it's certainly something that uh, isn't going to go away and we'll be just to see how this story uh, tracks uh, over the next few weeks and months as I said as we lead up uh, to the women's FIFA world cup well Jono as always we'll end on five quick questions I think you've got me this week mate yep you ready let's go Alright, first question. As we touched on,
1: Kyrie Irving is gone from the Brooklyn Nets. Do you think that this will then entice Kevin
0: Durant to leave or stay after this year? Well, the rumors are rife and, and Phoenix apparently are in, are in the mix as a possible destination. It would be a huge uh, sign of them. I think it's going to be, uh, depending on how the, the Nets go for the remaining of this season, but it is a huge loss because obviously Kevin Durant wants to win a championship with Brooklyn. That was his aim when he, when he moved there. And as, whatever you think of Kyrie, he's a fantastic player. And, and him and Durant were playing well this year. And the Nets seemed like they were onto something there. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Nets' season uh, unfolds from now. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see him in Phoenix. But, yeah, it's going to. I think it will depend on where they finish off in the year.
1: Looking at the Premier League, who is going to finish higher, Liverpool or Chelsea?
0: Well, that is a toss of the coin at the moment because both teams are just... Uh, are just in a bit of free-fall at the moment in regards to the league. I'd still say Liverpool, not with too much confidence at the moment because I just still think when I look at their team individually, they're still a team. I know there's a midfield hole there, but if they can just just start getting some consistency and keeping some clean surely Salah and, and those forward players, Luis Diaz and stuff, will come back as well. So surely they'll start scoring some goals. So at this stage, just because there's so many moving parts at Chelsea and their It's going to take a while to put all that together. Um, I'm going to say Liverpool, but no confidence. So
1: much money spent over there at Chelsea if they finish below. Um, Last couple questions here. Of course, going to be Super Bowl themed. Do you think that Australia should adapt a Super Bowl mentality in terms of where grand finals are hosted, where it changes from city to city every year for the AFL, NRL, and the A-League, let's say, as some examples? Should they adopt that type of
0: format? Well, the A-League... Had been that format until recently. Obviously, we know Sydney, and there's been a bit of an uproar with that. I still think the AFL and NRL, I just don't think would work. The only reason, the only one, the only place maybe if the NRL would be Brisbane, has always been talk about, and we have had that uh, during COVID successful. I can't see the uh, the MCG losing the AFL, though. That is the heartland of, of AFL in this country. So I think it works well for the NFL. I don't know if it will work so well for for uh, A League and. Um, nrl and afl here
1: yeah potentially could grow the game in terms of viewing ship and everything like that get more involved but i agree with you right now it's too dominant in terms of locations um in the super bowl of course we've always seen it all we've seen some big blowouts we've seen some big comebacks what would you rather see this weekend a comeback
0: or a tight game throughout i think it's gonna be a tight one i think um i think both teams there's not much between them philly we know have been there all. Year, Kansas City have gone through a few little ups and downs, but obviously come good right at the end, and we know how good Patrick Mahomes is. He's been there, done it before. Um, so I think it's going to be a tight one. As we've said, between the terms, in terms of the betting between both teams, it's very tight. It's a toss of the coin. Um, so I'm hoping to see a real tight tussle here. And then lastly, who's going to win and by how much? I'm actually going to go for Philly. Well, obviously, there's a bit of an Australian connection there as well. Um, I'm going to go Philly by... Hmm, twenty-seven to twenty-three. I like it. I like it. So it should be a great game. I mean, obviously, as I said, a toss of the coin, but uh, it'd be great to see Philly. Uh, they haven't won one in a while. Uh, it'd be great to see them lifted again. Definitely, it'll be great to see Philly once again take the throw. Well, that brings to another episode of Behind the Lights with me, Seb, and me, Jana. As always, thank you for your support and good night.